was reading my Bible this week, and I read through this story that might sound familiar to you, because we had something set up that was, that was establishing the presence of God on earth, and then there was royalty that begins in the city of David in Bethlehem before coming into its own, and there were foreign dignitaries who come to honor a king, bringing gold and spices, and there's this kind of a reference to Egypt is in the midst of it, and like, if you're much of a Bible student at all, this sounds like Christmas, but it's not. This was actually in 1 Kings 9 and 10. It's right after Solomon finished building the temple, which is establishing the presence of God on earth. And just like later on, Jesus comes as the presence of God on earth. But the temple was built to house God's presence, even though there's stuff and he's like, yes, I, nothing built by human hands can really, but that was its purpose. It represented the presence of God and God said he would dwell there. And we'll ignore for the moment that Solomon spent twice as much time building his palace as he did the temple. Solomon was the wisest man ever, but he made some glaring mistakes. That's one of them. Because he builds his palace after the temple, and this actually comes after both are done. So, you have the temple that is God's presence. He gets the palace done and moves his wife from the city of David to the palace. The city of David is Bethlehem. Like, we know that from Charlie Brown Christmas. It's Luke 2.11 when the shepherds appear talking to the, or the angels appear talking to the shepherds and say, you know, behold, the Messiah is born this night in the city of David. And so Solomon moves his wife from Bethlehem to the palace. Jesus started out in Bethlehem before coming to his own. And Solomon's wife, however, this is another one of his mistakes, because she's the daughter of Pharaoh. He's got a pagan wife he shouldn't have, but that's kind of this interesting reference to Egypt, because she's an Egyptian. Jesus, early on, his family flees to Egypt when Herod's trying to kill him. And so there's just that little hint there. Then you move to 1 Kings chapter 10, and the queen of Sheba hears about Solomon and all his fame and splendor, and comes to visit him, bringing massive gifts of gold and spices and stuff. It tells us later on that like there's never been an import of that quantity of spices and things like that one time that she came. And this is exactly what happened with the wise men coming to visit Jesus, that it's these foreigners who knew about this king, and they come to visit him, and they bring these gifts of gold and spices and things. And also, that is a hint. These were not little trinkets. You don't tr make a massive journey like that and come to honor a king and bring him, like, a little thingy of, like, oh, here's a couple grams of this spice, or here's a gold coin. You don't, <laughs> you don't do that to a king. They brought huge gifts. And... It's just so interesting that there's so much of a parallel just in like that one little segment of showing like Christmas and Christmas and Christmas. What it's really showing is Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. I don't know if I would have spotted that if I hadn't been reading it at Christmas time, but it's one of the things my pastor loves to talk about. He calls it a what's up dog moment because it's like you're reading through the Old Testament and this story that doesn't seem like it has anything to do with Jesus and then suddenly he pops up and just like, what's up dog? And then disappears again. That it's, this is just a glimpse of Jesus through all the stories. And to me, 
if, if you know anything about me, I love the stories of scripture and God communicates in story. And so he's giving us all these hints of how the stories all weave together. And like this story is actually like foreshadowing that story. And it's awesome. I just thought it was so cool to discover Christmas in first Kings.